Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to Monday Night Shaw right here on Love Wrestling. I'm Kyle Shaw, a.k.a. The Canadian Goose, and joining me on this week's episode of Monday Night Shaw is uh, one of the professional wrestling referees out of British Columbia I have on the show today, uh, Mr. Joe King. Hey, Joe, man. How, thanks for I'm how, good. how are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. How are, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on your show. I've been I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, buddy. Uh, I I actually like um, I interviewed uh, Colton G a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and then um, he's a uh, great guy. I'm, yeah, no, I'm actually interviewing him again because the recording was deleted by accident. Uh, <laughs> so he's actually going to be uh, coming on right after right after I'm done with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to to uh, your name came up because like you're on the Twitter and stuff. And so I see you and I, I, I basically was just popping for your, for your name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So uh, is that like, uh, how did you, how did you come up with the, the, the name Joe King is, uh, is, are, is uh, I'm assuming it's not your uh, shoot name. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's, um, it's funny. I can't, I was just kind of like playing around with a few things. I wanted to come up with this other name and, you know, I was talking to Cobra Kai and I was like, Hey, what do you think of this name? And he's just like, no, <laughs> like horrible. So uh, oh, really? I started, what was that name? Oh, I don't even want to say it. It's so bad. It's uh, it was Jack Spade. <laughs> it's just a oh, horrible okay. name. I'm, so, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an MPW guy named Jack Spade. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bad name for me is what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, Especially fair enough. If there's someone else with the name. So, um, yeah, like I used to have a friend uh, and her, her last name was, was King and I used to kind of play around with her, with her name a little bit. Um, so then I was just kind of playing around and I always liked that. There used to be that, that commercial was like just incredible, right? And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, how do you come up with like a name that kind of means something else? And, you know, and then it kind of popped into my head. I'm like, oh, Joe King, like that's just so... You know, and it's one of those names, too, that, like, people don't quite realize it. They'll say it or they'll read it. And they're like, oh, Joe King, Joe King. And then one day they'll be like, yeah, you know that Joe King? And they'll be like, oh, my goodness. That's, oh, now I got it. So, Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, really great, like, pun names like that kind of, like, Harley Race is a, is one that first comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. How did you uh, get involved in refereeing uh, matches in BC? Ah, well, that's a, a, a long story. Um, good thing I guess we're on a podcast, right? Well, it's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just something like wrestling's always been like a, a major point in my life, right? For the last like 25, 30 years. Um, it's always been, you know, my constant, something that I've always been paying attention to and watching. And I've always wanted to kind of like be involved and, and uh yeah contribute to it somehow um and this is kind of like uh uh with my partner um she knew she knew cobra kai and and uh um, calamity kate and stuff like that um because she's a she's a burlesque performer um producer and uh they were at one of her shows and you know i was just kind of talking to both of them and about like how i really wanted to kind of like I was like refereeing is probably the best way for me to kind of get into into this industry. Um, so I was talking to Cobra Kai and, and and Kate about this and just how I wanted to do it. And they go, hey, why don't you come down and start training with us? And, uh, you know, because we are not going to let you in the ring unless you, you know, know at least the fundamentals. You know, there's yeah. a lot going in and you need to know proper positioning and, and everything like that. 
And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I jumped on that, right? So um, back in 2019, uh, uh, Steve, I used to go over to his house or he'd come over and pick me up and we'd drive all the way to Surrey and we'd, we'd train for like three hours every Wednesday and Sunday. And, you know, uh, I was training with a lot of the, the Glam Slam people at that time as well. Um, and yeah, I, I was just working really, really hard to get that shot to, to kind of like, you know, have have the performers trust me enough that I can be in that ring um, and, you know, be it in safely and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's something I've definitely worked hard to get to. Solid. Uh, can, can, I don't know, like, uh, can you kind of describe like the differences between training to be a referee and training to be a, a, a wrestler? Actually, there's not a lot of difference, right? Um, so the first thing I was doing, you know, like you do, you do the classic like burpees um, and rolls. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything that the that the wrestlers are doing, right? Um, I don't, you know, with Steve, he was always talking about like he'll never make us do something that he won't do, um, and I was just kind of it's kind of the same thing. Um, you know, you have to know the fundamentals, right? When you're when when you're in the ring with those. With perform with the wrestlers, you know, there's a sequence of events that's kind of going on, right? And you kind of have to kind of know what's the move, what's the next move, what's the move after that, right? So the best thing to do is to get in there and learn these moves with the wrestlers and kind of learn your ring awareness, right? Because that's like a lot of of it as well, right? Like when you're when you're doing your cartwheels and stuff like that, you kind of get a little bit discoordinated and stuff. And a lot can happen in the ring where you might get knocked over by accident, or you know, you'll have to take um something right and you have to know where you're at at all time because it's you know it's a very dangerous thing to be to be in that squared circle so yeah a hundred percent so does does he have you taking bumps and chain wrestling and stuff yeah i, I was taking bumps you know um soft like <clears throat> um i was only able to train for about six months until everything kind of got shut down but yeah i was taking yeah. uh, back bumps and front bumps and you know doing everything that the that the wrestlers were like in a safe you know where where i should be you know uh, uh as far as learning you know so we're all doing that we're learning we're training for about you know two hours or so and then like the last hour half hour or so it's uh okay let's have a match on the moves that we all just learned today right and it was joe get in there and you know be the referee for these things right so it's kind of like now i you know for the last two hours we just did this particular routine of wrestling right so now i'm mm -hmm. learning that and learning where i should be standing at the same time um so that i'm not in the way uh of these guys so or and girls that's solid. I mean, I I uh, have refereed some matches, um, and my refereeing came about completely differently than yours. Uh, I was actually ring announcing at a show, which I, I was known as a ring announcer, and I had uh, I had some wrestling training under my belt. I think I already had like some out of town matches and stuff. Um, but uh, one day we were, I was ring announcing and. Uh, one of our referees, I guess, got upset and decided he was going to leave the show. Mm -hmm. And so the promoter came up to me and was like, Kyle, so-and-so uh, is taking off and I, I really need a ref. Can you ref? And I was like, well, I've never done it before, but I'll give it a try. And so they, yeah, they just ended up throwing me right in there. And, and like I say, like I did have some like actual like wrestling training and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it, important it, to have that. Yeah, it went well. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody like was like super angry that I ruined their match or anything. There was a couple of little things that like 
I just didn't realize like it was, in my mind, it was like, okay, you keep your hands off the wrestlers and stuff. And then I was doing a tag match and one of the guys was like, Oh, hold me back, hold me back. And I was like, Hey, stay back. And he, he meant like physically hold him back. Right. <laughs> and, and so I, I kind of got talking to about that, but uh, I mean, other than that, it, it, it seemed to go okay, but it was definitely like a different uh, experience for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you know, and, and, and that's the thing with you got to get your 10,000 hours in. Right. And, um, you, uh, you know, just kind of like looking back at some of my matches from from previous, you know, where I was like really, really happy with them and stuff like that. Well, and like I still am really happy with it. Right. But kind of like where I am now, you can kind of see that, hey, there's some, you know, some things that you learn that you can only kind of learn like in when you're in an actual match, you know, like those one of those things, like, do I touch the wrestlers? Do I not touch the wrestlers? When's a good time to like get in the middle of them? You know, like how, how do I like get in the middle of two wrestlers safely and, you know, without letting them know, um, you know, and, and like, I, I think it's also important. Like if, especially if it's your first match is, it's okay to make some mistakes, you know, like those are the times to make your mistakes is like that first year of kind of like being a rookie, you know, like you shouldn't always be making mistakes. You should always be trying to make, to do better, but like, it's okay to make a few of those mistakes where, you know, a wrestler's telling you to like hold them back and you're like, Oh, kind of like this, or should I physics, you know, and, and you learn those things um, as you go along. And like the other thing is, is like every wrestler is completely different. Right. And they all work completely different. Um, mm-hmm. So like, you know, and, and the more experience you get with different wrestlers, you'll find out how they want you to kind of be their referee and how they kind of want you to, to, um, yeah, communicate with them and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, and that definitely. All just comes like, with, with time. Yeah. I know that like, there's a lot of guys that will go in, they will plan the entire match like backstage and then they'll go to the ring. I'm not trying to kill the magic here, but that's kind of how it works sometimes. And then there's other times where, you know, I've shown up at shows and been like, Hey bud, what do you want to do tonight? And they're like, I'll see you out there in the ring. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. You know? And, and, uh, so you just, you kind of call it on the fly. Uh, so have you had experiences in both departments uh, as far as that's concerned? hundred um, percent. You know, as I, as I, you know, become more and more experienced as a, as a referee, it's, I try and take a, a little bit more of a step back on how much, how much knowledge I kind of know what's going on. Right. Because like the whole point of, of me being it is like, I'm supposed to be a referee. I'm not supposed to act a referee. Right. So I try and go in kind of, yeah, with a, with an open slate, I kind of have an understanding of, of what the feel of the match is going to be and stuff like that. But as far as of knowing details and stuff like that, I, I really try and stay away from that type of stuff. Um, yeah. I know, uh, uh, the last, you know, we just finished doing, uh, the Lucha Libre spectacular quattro, um, last month. And that was a, a really, I knew this was going to be a really challenging, uh, couple days going in for myself, right? Because it's going to, it was Lucha style, uh, wrestling where, you know, that's a lot more fast paced. Um, just the way you set up a show, you know, uh, on Saturday, there was three mini shows. And then on Sunday there was two mini shows as well. So it's kind of like an all day thing. So you're kind of like having a lot of the same matches or not the same matches, but you know, the wrestlers will all be kind of like doing two or three matches throughout the day and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of during that, I kind of like really challenged myself of like, how much can I not know about this match? It's kind of like go into that match and just do my job as a referee and see how it works. And it, you know, 
Um, so yeah, I guess the, the long of it is, yeah, I've done, you know, <laughs> I've done both styles, but yeah, for myself, I like to kind of not really know what's going, what's going I, to happen. Like, I, I know that's a thing, like amongst the guys, like everybody kind of, uh, is different. Like, uh, me personally, like I'll, I will give the ref, the, the Iggy on what the finish is supposed to be. And like, mm -hmm. if we're going to bump the ref or anything like that, then we're going to obviously like, let them know, Hey, we would like you to do this, please. Um, 100%, 100%. Uh, you know, it's not really cool to just sh shoot shit on referees. No, um, no, please don't ever <laughs> do that. Die the way, like. But I, I, I know other guys that won't tell the ref the finish. Right. Like mm -hmm. they just, they just won't do it because they're like, okay, what's the finish? Oh, when I cover the other dude, count the three like that. I've, I've like literally seen that in locker rooms and heard about situations like that from other referees and stuff. And what, what kind of like, what do you prefer? Like, do you, do you prefer to not know what the finish is or do you, would you like to have uh, some idea of, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that definitely. Um, I, I do want to know kind of like an idea of what what's what the finish is going to look like. Um, uh, there's been some instances where, you know, the finish changes inside the ring or something happens and the finish is now changed. And it's always good to to be alert and stuff like that. Right. So it's good to like mm -hmm. like you were saying, like if, if I'm going to take a bump or if I need to to be in a position or, or something, I of course, I want to know that. Right. But it's just like um, as far as everything else comes, it's kind of like a natural thing, you know, um, as far as the finish. Yeah. Like like that happened to me. Uh, not too long ago where I went in with an understanding of the match was going to go a particular way. And it didn't go that way. It went the complete opposite way of, the, of what my understanding was. And it completely took me by shock. And I wasn't too sure what was going on, but I still called the match the way it was. Right. And I still called that one, two, three and, you know, and it, and it worked out safely. Um, so it's, it's been kind of interesting. It's, I like, I want to know what to look for, but like I said, like the more you kind of work with these wrestlers um, and, and their style, you kind of understand where the finish is going to be anyways. So that's kind of, but like, it's also like you, you want to be communicating as much as you can inside that ring as well. Like when something's happening, when, when things are changing on the fly too. So a hundred percent. I mean, I can think of a situation. I, I had a match against uh the Viking Lord Vince Austin. And this was a while ago, like uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And our finish was supposed to be, he goes for a pile driver and I pull his legs out and roll over him and cover him and pin him. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I pulled his legs out and I rolled over him and rolled directly into the ropes. <laughs> and then, so he, he went out of the ring and I kind of like faved off to the other side. And like one of the aspects of having a good referee is I just told the referee, I was like, Hey, uh, tell him I'm going to spear him. <laughs> and, and so that's like the ref passes the message on to him and he got back in the ring and come at me and I speared him and, and off to the races we went. But like, uh, is that, uh, something like that you've had, uh, to learn about too is like good taking communication through the wrestlers. Like I know a lot of times, like if you're in a double down and stuff, the ref will come over and be like one, two, and you can be like, Hey, tell them the bump and feeds next or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> oh no. I was just saying like, is, uh, is that like a skill that, uh, you've had to master and whatnot? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I lost my track of mine for a second. Um, a hundred percent. Um, 
you know, that's why it's so important that you kind of like do the wrestling training as well. And you learn these fundamentals because like, if you don't understand the language, it's really, really hard to communicate that to the other wrestler, right? Someone will come up, blah, 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 blah. And you go, what? And you go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you go, what? And then you, you know, you try and communicate it, but you don't really know. And you, you're trying to, you know, you're being like, oh, do that school thing or whatever. Right. And they're going, what? Like, what do you mean in school? Like, you know, um, so, so yeah, so as I get more and more experience in the ring, um, yeah, I'm communicating a lot more with, with, with within the wrestlers, um, trying to, you know, like there's good times, um, when they take a hard bump or stuff like that. Right. And you want to be going up and checking to see if everyone's safe and everything like that. Yeah. That's kind of a good time that, that, that you can talk to those wrestlers and see if they're okay. Um, and if they need a little bit more time to like stay on that ground, if they will need to switch something up at that point because something happened. Um, so yeah, so like, I'm definitely getting more and more into that. And, you know, like after every match, um, I try and talk to both wrestlers afterwards and just being like, Hey, how was it? How was I as a referee? Is there anything that, you know, you think I can work on a little bit more, you know, and, and that's definitely come up um, in the past. They're like, Hey, just kind of like pay attention a little bit more. Cause there was this point right here. I needed to tell you something and, you know, you missed that cue and you're like, okay, that's great. Thank you. You know? Um, and then just, you go back in that next match and you just like pay more attention to those different cues and make sure that you're there to communicate and you know, that you have a level head as well too. Cause you know, you don't want to be like, Oh, what's going on running around and your people are trying to communicate. And you know, especially when, when things, you know, don't always go as planned. You want to make sure that you're, you know, ready for all those types of things. And yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I know another, uh, thing that i really appreciate is when the referees uh keep time and they they give you like how far you're into the match because like sometimes the 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 promoter wants the match to be a certain length of time and and it it can be hard because you're just out there doing your you know you're just out there wrestling and so you have to kind of get with these things but also like when you have a ref that can go hey you're five minutes in like that's really helpful yeah, a hundred percent, you know, um, you know, and, and that's like half the job of a referee is being there to, you know, communicate, to talk to both people, to talk to the timekeepers, to, you know, to whatever happening, like I'm the best or not me, <laughs> but referees are the best person to kind of have that as that, you know, kind of bouncing around. Um, yeah, that, that communication guy person. Okay. Another thing I I wanted to ask you about, uh, because obviously, like you say, you've you've been doing the actual wrestling training and stuff, and like I've seen uh, pictures of you, and you're pretty jacked. Uh, have you ever considered uh, lacing up the boots and uh, wrestling yourself? Yeah, uh, you know that's a question I get asked all the time. Um, you know, especially because you see a lot of referees that kind of like being the referee, and then they kind of you know, want to go on and, and, and do their own matches and stuff like that. Um, you know, at this time I'm, I'm really loving being the referee and kind of doing the things, you know, um, I am a little bit b bigger of a guy, so I can kind of go in there and take some bumps if I have to, you know, like I, I, I enjoy having those, like I'm a very much of a character kind of a referee, right? Like I need to be used in, in different situations. I can't just kind of always just be a standard referee and just kind of do those things. So it's, it's definitely the the matches that I've been doing have been a little bit different to to what like a typical referee will will tend to do sometimes, um, but but for right now, like I, I I do really enjoy being the referee and just kind of learning what I'm doing 
you know, uh, learning, learning the ropes as you, as, as you say, you know, right on. Yeah. Cause like, I know that like, typically the referee is like a smaller person, uh, you know, have you ever had like guys that are like not wanting you to referee their matches? Cause you're like more jacked than they are. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's definitely a conversation point. Um, you know, uh, when you are bigger than, you know, a lot of the roster, you have to make sure that you're, that you're being used properly, that you're not pulling attention from the match itself that, you know, so, so there are different times where I'm not going to be um, in those particular matches. I don't know if people are necessarily requesting not to use me. I know when people request to actually use me, um, you know, because like we're all professional and we all try and be, to be business people, but, but yeah, like, it, I, I do need to be used in a, in a proper way, right? Where it's, you know, if I'm bigger than both, both of the wrestlers that are in the ring, that looks weird. It looks off, right? So there has to be a reason why I'm bigger than both of the wrestlers or whatever, you know? So it's... Yeah, yeah. it seems like it would be, like, you'd be best utilized as, like, a real authority figure, you know? Like, this is the referee you probably don't want to mess around with, you know? Yeah, and, and you know... um like, uh, like, uh, I'm the head referee for WrestleCore, right? So I work a lot with Cobra Kai and his vision of, of what WrestleCore is and everything like that. Cause WrestleCore is a completely different brand from your typical wrestling show. It's, it's, he really pushes different ways of, of doing wrestling and stuff like that. Well, obviously, cause the head referee is as big as myself, um, you know, which you, which you don't, which you, you don't normally see. So it was kind of like, He's telling me to like review the tapes of like MMA wrestle or uh, referees and stuff like that, and like how they insert their dominance and stuff. Because a lot of those referees, they're bigger than than the fighters themselves, right? So, and that's the kind of style that he wants me to bring in when I'm doing um, the wrestle core matches and stuff like that. To be that bigger authority, you know, authority kind of person, yeah. you know. Um, I also do uh, glam slam, um, which is more of like a theatrical kind of wrestling show and that type of stuff right so having me is kind of like that big referee just kind of like works because it's this really unbelievable super made-up world that we're putting out there and stuff like that so yeah i've like i've seen a little bit of uh wrestle core and stuff because um my trainers uh uh harlan abbott and uh Mike oh, awesome. Mays, uh they both uh wrestle for wrestle core and uh whatnot and also um uh, Taryn from accounting, who is Calamity Kate's sister, yeah. trains with me as well. So, um, yeah, no, I've seen some of the things coming out of there, and I think it's all really fantastic stuff. I would actually really love to come and wrestle for WrestleCore. I think it would be a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Um, uh, have you uh, had any experience wrestling for any other, uh, or not wrestling, uh, but refereeing for any other uh, promotions out in BC? Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've, well, so I've done the majority of it is with WrestleCore and then I've been doing, uh, shows with Glam Slam. Um, there's this, uh, newer, well, I shouldn't say new promotion. Um, it's been out for a year now. It's, uh, it's called new, it's, um, Nation Extreme Wrestling. Yeah, um, I've heard of them too. Yeah, so I've, I go and I do... I don't, that's more of a, uh, a classic kind of a wrestling type of a thing. Right. So when I, the shows that I do with them is I've done their Cinco de Mayo show, which is, you know, a little bit of an off brand of what they do. Um, last month they did, uh, at Nate Bailey stadium, which is where the Vancouver, um, cannons, 
uh, play baseball. So we were able to do it in the middle of the, of the baseball diamond. So I went and I did a couple matches there because this is kind of... Did you wrestle? Did you ref the the sword fight between Kid Bandit and then? No, uh, I wanted to do that one so bad. That was right after uh, the match that I did, so um, I got to see a little bit of it. But that was just an absolutely amazing match. It was, yeah, I, I actually got to see Kid again um, just on Friday because uh, they were up for for the one year anniversary show for New as well. So it was nice to see them again, and and yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, that was a great match. It was a great yeah, night altogether. I, I, I saw some video of that and I, I was, I was absolutely like, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like anything that's a little like off kilter. Um, I like, uh, like, have you seen the video of the guy twirling the pizza around while he wrestled? Yeah. 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 I'm uh, Luigi. Or... <laughs> yes. It's so good. It's so He made fantastic. it onto dynamite last Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I, I hope he gets to actually like wrestle for AEW because I'd love to see that. I. I actually the day that video kind of like went viral, I had a match in Saskatchewan with a fellow kid named uh, Hollywood Dusty Adonis, and he actually proposed the idea of, to me of okay, I'll go for a headbutt. And then he'll move out of the way and we'll do the double down. And then at like five, the chicken dance will come on and we'll you know circle each other and do the chicken dance and dosey yeah. do with the referee and stuff and he was like yeah we're totally killing the business doing this but the fans will pop for it it'll be fun and i was like bro i saw a dude twirling a pizza on twitter today let's <laughs> do it let's have you know and we did and and we we got a great reaction for it i actually had a tremendous time like i like that comedy kind of uh stuff obviously as a definitely guy. Yeah, and, and like you know, it, goose. <laughs> it it has its place. You know, it, it definitely has its place in in wrestling, and you know, uh, you can definitely put that into a match. And you know, it's yeah, I I love it. Yeah, I was just thinking about your Canadian goose thing because you come out and you you go uh, honk honk honk, right? That's yes, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> lot of honking. Um, I'm right now in RCW. I've actually uh, like I've kind of uh, I've ventured away from the Canadian goose. So I've changed my name to just like Kyle Shaw and I'm just kind of a straight bad guy wrestler now. Yeah. Uh, it, but that's like only in, uh, in RCW there's other, other promotions that are booking me as the Canadian goose. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I need to make money, so I'm happy to be whatever they want me to be. Right. <laughs> on, on shows, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun. And I, I know that like, uh, like I was mentioning, we do see doed with the ref is, is there any like interesting spots that you've, you've uh, been a part of that uh, you have a good story about? Uh, yeah, well, like I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I do a lot of fun, interesting spots. Um, I, I make little highlight reels. Like I get bumped all the time. Um, Adam Ryder, he likes to abuse me a lot when I'm in the <laughs> ring. So he like slaps me or he, he like he, the very first bump I ever took, um, you know, he's laying on the mat and, he, and he's hurt. And I go running in because the other like there was five refs, right? And the first four refs, they all went into the ring and took a bump. And Adam's laying there and I go running in to see if he's okay. And meanwhile, the other guy, he's up on the top turnbuckle about to give a frog splash. So Adam grabs me and puts me on top of him and makes me take that frog splash. <laughs> and that was, you know, so... Things like that happen. Um, I think the most funnest one that I did recently was uh, um, Ziki Dice was in town from Impact Wrestling um, for uh, we were doing a, the Circus of Death, and uh, he got hypnotized, and 
he ended up choke slamming like everyone in the building. And so first he choke slams Adam Ryder, and then he goes to the ref, which was me, and he choke slams me, and then like another guy runs in and takes a choke slam. Cobra Kai runs in. There was like ten people that that got choke slammed, and that was just a lot of fun doing. It was the first time I ever took a choke slam as well. So um, is, he, is he like a a, a big dude? Because I I don't know. I'm thinking like Zicky Dice. Isn't he like a like a you know, he's not really like a a huge guy, is he? He's um, in real life. He's definitely a big guy. Like he, oh, okay. he's a lot sicker than me. Like he, yeah, he's I like I guess I'm a little bit taller than him. Like I'm six foot, and I'm I. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say he's a big guy. Like he's definitely, you know, um, the the biggest guy that he choke slammed was Malik, who's a big guy as well, right? And then and he okay, was the last yeah. person that he choke slammed. So he kind of like started with me, and then he went with this. With the smaller guys like uh, Colton, Colton Key took a choke slam as well that night. Yeah, he ran in to see if I was okay and immediately took the choke slam, <laughs> you know. And then just like the wrestlers just progressively got bigger and bigger and bigger until it was with Malik. So, so yeah, he's definitely a bigger guy that can that can throw people around. So, I'm pretty yeah. sure uh, I met Malik. Uh, he he's like a, a large black fellow, right? Yeah, he came in and wrestled for RCW a couple of times. So, yeah, he's yeah. great. Like he, he was. I also uh, refereed his match at uh, at that Nate Bailey Stadium, and uh, he went to the top turnbuckle and like flew off of it in on like outside of the ring. And there's a beautiful picture. It's up on my Instagram, and you know it's it's all over the place. And it's just like he gets so much height and so much air. It's just like he's just like and yeah, and he's like this big guy, and he's just doing these crazy things. You're just like wow, you know, like everyone's taking a picture when he gets up on that top turnbuckle. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome, man. Um, do you have like uh, anyone like? Is there any matches that come to mind where you where you think back and you're like, oh, these are like my top three matches that I've I've been a part of? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Actually, I haven't really kind of thought about that. Um, I know there's some matches that are that are. Like so, back in May we did. We went to um, Prince George and we did a fan con there. Um, and Bret Hart was there. The Bollywood Boys were there. Um, and there was um, a match between Heavy Metal and uh, um, G Sharp. And that was like one of the most incredible, hard hitting matches I've ever been a part of. Like I, I was not prepared going into that match. I didn't realize these two were going to beat each other up so badly. It, it was an incredible match, and I know, like, um, Heavy Metal or, sorry, what's his, his new name now? Or, Harlan, I know he's Harlan, a, Harlan Abbott. I mentioned him earlier. He's yeah, one, of my tra- one of my trainers. Yeah, yeah, just an incredibly talented person, right? And, uh, you know, I, I know that's a match that he's really proud of, that he's kind of gone out and being like, yeah, you know, check out this match that I had with, with G-Sharp. You know, so I'm, I'm proud that I was in that match because that was just, like I said, like, I've never seen two people like beat each other so badly before. It was it was awesome to be a part of and, and you know just witness firsthand and seeing these two professionals how they work. Um, you know, later on in that night, we did a, a main event with um, with uh, MRB and Adam Ryder that went you know forty almost forty five minutes, and that was an insane. There were so many moving elements that happened with that. Um, I got bumped a couple times. You know, um, I took a Pele kick from Adam Ryder that time. I was doing the count, 
Adam Ryder was on top of MRV for the count. And just as I'm like hit the two, I go to come up for the three and Taryn from the County comes running out, pulls me out of the ring and starts beating me up as well. Like it was just, there was just so much happening in that match. I, I, I actually had a blast. So that's definitely a match you should check out just for, for, you know, Adam Ryder and, and MRV is alone, you know? Um, yeah. You know, uh, but like I said, like, the more matches I do, the more I kind of, I feel get better and stuff like that. So like um, a lot of the stuff that I've did at that, that Lucha Libre Quattro, I'm really proud of because you can really see how my speed has kind of picked up a little bit and I'm a lot more faster with those pins. Um, yeah. Yeah. I started doing this new thing where, where kind of Cobra Kai was like, instead of just doing a burpee, right. I go down and I do a push up, and then I jump over and then I jump over, you know, and I do three push ups, and then I get up and I do a burpee. And so I've been doing that on a daily basis. And that has like insanely made my refereeing game so much better now, just because of those kind of things. Cause like I was nervous doing the Lucha show because these guys are really, really fast and they do those fast pins and, you know, so yeah. Well, one one of the interesting things about uh, lots of luchadors is they they don't speak English. Has uh is language uh, been a barrier uh, during those shows, or is that just something that you you kind of because like wrestling sort of has its own language, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I there wasn't the matches that I was a part of. There wasn't really. Um, uh, a language barrier per se. We kind of all knew what we needed to do, so we didn't really have to communicate all that much. Um, I know, like on that show, we had a microman, and he doesn't speak any English. So um, there was another guy. His name is Bruce, um, and he was just kind of in there being the the, the translator between uh, the wrestlers and stuff like that. But I wasn't. Unfortunately, I wanted to be part of microman's match so bad, so much. He, he did two matches, and I wasn't able to do them, but. But yeah. yeah, so for the Lucha show, like I didn't really have, there wasn't too much of a, that's kind of like when I kind of go in, I, I have an understanding of what the finish is. And then, you know, you just kind of go out and you just kind of do the match the best that you can and just kind of like wait for those cues. And, you know, because like you said, there is a, a wrestling kind of language and just kind of the way you look at each other and the way you kind of talk to each other, you kind of understand what's about to happen. So yeah, there's like you can sort of read people's body language in a certain way, and and then the most matches are they they have like there's a general structure to things and whatnot. So like I, I can see why why it wouldn't be that big of an issue for you. Did they bring in any uh, referees from Mexico uh, to to be a part of that? Um, not the referees. Um... We did have one referee on from Seattle that day. It was it was just the luchadors um, that came in that were the referees. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so, that, no. I mean, that that kind of makes sense. Like, uh, I I think like it would be challenging to get a lot of like travel experience as a referee. Like, have you had any opportunities to ref uh, outside of British Columbia? Not yet. That's something that I'm working on. You know. Um, you know, I, I still am fairly new uh, with it, with the thing. So I'm kind of like working the local circuit right now and kind of getting to be known as much as I can. Um, I would really like to uh, go to Alberta, even go to Seattle, kind of like do some of those shows out there. Um, I know I was talking to MRP. I'm going to be in Calgary next month 
uh, let's see, yeah, in October um, for, for a period of time. So I know I want to just kind of like go to one of a couple of the shows and just kind of like introduce myself and kind of see how the scene is over there. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I definitely do want to start doing more. You know, that's one of the things that I was talking to Zicky about as well. He's been so inspiring of just like how you look at yourself as, as um, you know, as a business and how you go and you promote yourself. And, you know, uh, first time I talked to him, he was telling me all these stuff. And then I was able to talk to him again last time when he was in town, just being like, hey, that stuff that you said, that really made sense. And it really, you know, got me on the right track. And I was able to do these things because of it. And he was just like, hey, great. You know, and like, just so you know, he's like, you're going to work that one circuit. And then, you know, you're going to get that next round of calls of that next circuit. And then it's going to, you know, and like, that's how it works. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, that's great. Thank you so much for kind of like, you know, uh, to explain to me how it kind of works. So, you know, you know, I know what yeah. to focus for and that's so. solid. I'm I'm happy to hear that you're going to be in Calgary. Uh, you sh- you should uh, come to some of our RCW shows and bring your gear, man. You n- you never know; they'll probably throw you in there. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would I would absolutely jump at the chance to do that, and you know, because like I I love doing this, and you know, we all have to get our ten thousand hours in, and I want to get my ten thousand hours in, no matter how how I have to do it. You know, how you guys want to use me. You know, if I'm just sitting there setting up chairs and helping build the ring, and that's what I'm gonna do you know i have no problem doing those things so um but yeah definitely i'll have my gear ready and you know if we don't well, get to I mean, use it then that's that's 100 percent okay just as long as i get to be there and and help yeah, out any way that i can you know I, I i like if you've got guys like um metal and mrb going to bat for you i mean i'm pretty sure there there won't be any issues there but i, I i'm not the promoter so i can't really uh, <laughs> uh speak to that um uh, you did talk about setting up the ring and whatnot. What other kind of like backstage responsibilities uh, do you have uh, with uh, WrestleCore and, and your other places that you've worked? Right. Um, so uh, I try and be as valuable as possible, right? Like I don't always have to go and be a referee um, at a show and stuff like that. Uh, so kind of like a little bit of a, backstory with myself um i do have a moving company um you know um so i have access to moving trucks and stuff like that so for wrestlecore for glam slam i'm the one that's delivering the the wrestling ring i go and i pick it up um i bring it to the venue i set it up i take it down and then when i say i set it up and take it down you know there's a whole a whole bunch of volunteers that come out yeah hopefully they're not making you do that like I, I, i say that very very loosely because like i value everyone that comes to those shows and puts in that hard work because it's not, you know, there, there really is no such thing as a small role when it comes to wrestling and when it comes to anything really, you know, so at uh, the role that I try and play um, backstage or whatever is just kind of like that organization of making sure that the ring gets the venue uh, on time that I have volunteers or people there to help, you know, load, unload, build up that ring, make sure it's safe, run those ropes before the show starts, uh, make sure everything's going on. Um, and then, yeah, just tearing it down, bringing it back to where it needs to go. Um, so that's been kind of the the main thing that I've been trying to do. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times I'll just show up at the shows and just start like setting up the ring. Like any W, they have their own ring. So I've I've done their ring for them a few times, but they usually uh, um, they have a bigger ring than 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 what I than my than my truck. So usually they usually they do. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, but it's, it's kind of like making sure that I'm at the venue and helping them set up their ring or tearing it down if I can't make it there on time. And uh, there's a new promotion that just started on Saturday called Boom Wrestling, 
and uh, they just got their ring on Thursday, you know, like three days before the show. So it was, I was there on Thursday and I helped it blow it off, like take it off the, the, the truck. And then, you know, for three days we built that ring and took it apart and built that ring and took it apart and built that ring and took it apart and made sure that we understood everything about that ring. So come Saturday, if anything were to happen, we would know exactly what to do and exactly how to fix that and, or whatever. So it's, it's a, that's kind of like what I try and do is I just try and show up at the venue and just try and, you know, do what I need. Do you need me to go work the merch booth? Okay. I'll work the merch booth. I'll set up these chairs. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll work security. And, you know, if someone takes a, you know, jumps off the top rope, I can be there to help catch or, you know, I'll make sure no one runs in, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Solid. And I think all that is like really vitally important. Like, uh, uh, even as like a wrestler, like, uh, I'm, going to show up and help you set up the ring and help you tear down the ring and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's part of the job. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, sometimes you see guys that are just like off doing their own thing and they're just chatting away while you, everybody else is loading the ring. And it's like, the fuck, who the fuck are these superstars? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you, you they, definitely, you definitely yeah. get a lot of respect, you know, uh, you, you, when, when people like, it brings to mind when we were um, doing the fan con, um, Santino Morello was there from the WWE and he was doing announcing and he had a couple spots in the thing. But, but the whole point of my story is at the end of the night, when we were tearing down the ring, he was there right with all of us tearing yeah. down that ring, carrying those boards back. And it left such an impression on every single one of us in that locker room. Like all of us was talking about it. We still talk. Well, like I'm talking about it right now and yeah. it was six months ago or whatever. Right. So it's, it's important to do those things. Like, like I said, there's no small role. Like you, you ever like putting on a show, everyone's involved, you know, everyone has that important role to do. And it's, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like, uh, I appreciate that. Like, I know that like I've seen pictures from like CWE shows where they had like Jake the snake and he was helping on the ring. And like you say, Santino helped on the ring. Well, like that doesn't surprise me at all. Cause Santino also like promotes his own shows out in Ontario and stuff. So mm-hmm. he knows how valuable and important that is. So the fact that he actually is doing that as a guy who could totally get away with just standing around and talking amongst themselves and nobody's going to be like, well, what the fuck does this guy, you know, no yeah, one's exactly. going to get on, no one's going to get on Santino's case about that. Excuse my language. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, like he, he absolutely doesn't have to do that, but still does. And I, I, I think that that's really great because, I mean, I kind of, uh, like I, I adopted this saying that gratitude is the attitude, you know? Mm. And I, I just think that it's, it's vitally important to show that you're thankful. And one of the ways you can do that is by, you know, helping to set up and, and, and be there for whatever happens to be needed. Like I actually go to, uh, pretty much like anytime I'm in town and I'm not like booked on another show, I'm always helping at the LPW shows just doing the ring hoping that they're going to book me and whatnot and i, I think uh, soon sooner or later they will just because like you know you're around and they see you mm-hmm. and they see how uh, hard you work and stuff so like uh, i think that's a good way of also like getting booked like because like people will say oh like if if someone asks oh how's joe king people will be like oh well joe king's awesome he's a good referee and he'll help with the teardown and he'll help with the ring like 
I, I think that's all like super important. Have you ever uh, done like ring announcing or any other like uh, roles performing on shows, managing or anything like that? No, not in wrestling. Um, yeah, I've I've only uh, just played the the ref or the the referee role. Um, with that being said, uh, I am talking with other promotions about different roles of where Joe King could kind of go, right? So, like, I'm kind of excited about about this this idea that's been kind of like I've been kind of tossing around and stuff like that. But no, as of right now, it's just just that kind of. Um, referee yeah i know because mm-hmm. um uh i was just talking about love wrestling and we have a referee out here called uh ben uman and he actually uh transitioned from being a referee to a uh ringside manager for the for uh mitch clark and his boys the rads That's and uh, awesome. he's he's done a tremendous job uh do you work on like uh when you're at training and stuff do you work on like promos or character work or anything like that Yes, um, that's that's uh, definitely like I think everyone works on their promos. They see a mirror and they just cut a promo all of a sudden. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, sorry, <laughs> I've, I've never, never seen a referee sorry. like kind of like with my role as a referee um, and and how how I'm doing things is like I'm kind of testing out new waters here right because you don't really see that that referee with like um you know no sleeves and 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 being a big guy an authoritative guy and stuff like that right so it's like Mm -hmm. you never really see the focus on that referee or or how it is but but now i kind of have this character around it and stuff like that where like for wrestlecore i'm the head referee and you know uh um what show yeah so for the circus of death it was kind of like the show where we had like some clowns, some evil clowns and, you know, it was going to get really crazy and stuff like that. Right. And I, and I go, yeah. I should cut a promo, but like, I've never seen a referee cut a promo before. And like, what would a ref, like, what would that look like for a referee to cut a promo? And, you know, so, uh, yeah, I kind of played around with it and, and I recorded a couple promos and then I sent it off and I said, Hey, like, what do you guys think of this promo? And they absolutely loved it. So I went and I posted it and, you know, I got, I got a really good response from it. And, you know, so then for the Lucha show, I, I sat there and I did another promo and I kind of made it a little bit more funny because like, I'm not Spanish and I don't know Spanish. Well, I know, well, anyways, for the promo and it was just kind of, I was able to play around with it, but still kind of like play that, that authoritative figure and stuff like that. So um, I think everything that I do in my life, I try and, it's about my brand. It's about my product of how I can do better. Like um, I sit there and I take a dance, a, a disco class uh, with my partner of just kind of like learning how my body works differently and the different body parts. And, you know, like I feel that that really helps um, my, my in ring, you know, personality or how I move and stuff like that. And so, so yeah, like I think every day there's little things that I'll do where I'll kind of, yeah, like I said, like see a mirror and kind of like, Hey brother, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, play that dynamic, you know, what would a heel kind of say? What would a baby face kind of say? How would someone that kind of like, you don't really know who they are yet, you know, how would they cut a promo? And, you know, what if I cut a promo where, you know, I'm holding back a secret and you can tell I'm holding back a secret, but I don't really, you know, like, it's just fun just to kind of, you know. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I, I personally like love doing promos and stuff. I, I think that's like a really underrated thing that not a lot of like indie guys do. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the, the fact that you're doing it as a referee, that I mean, I just like I, I feel like it's a matter of time until you become a wrestler. Like that's that's <laughs> the impression I'm getting here. Yeah, like uh, if you ask Steve, um, he definitely wants to put me in a couple matches, right? He's talked to, about some people that I could do the matches with. So, like, I've always been like, oh no, like I can't wrestle. Like, I'm not like I I, I have done training and but i'm not a very good wrestler and i could admit that you know like i i bump dirty and um but like the people that he suggested that i actually do a match with i'm kind of like oh okay actually you know i've been in the ring with these people i see the way that they work and yeah i'm, I'm very open to doing that you know like i've done little spots with both of these wrestlers before and we've had a lot of fun and you know so i could see myself possibly doing a match or so but like i i can't see myself being like uh there's so many good so many good talent especially in the pacific northwest you know there's no way that i can compete with 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 the people that are that are being produced right now you know like we have the lionsgate dojo um that are you know producing some amazing talent in, in in the bc area right now so it's like um yeah if i were to do a match it would just be a fun little gimmick you know couple minute match where we kind of you know but yeah <laughs> something like uh what was it it was like uh hogan and bischoff against jay leno and ddp like yeah. that kind of thing yeah that's exactly. that cool. so like i'll never say never right like i said like if the promoter wants one thing i'm gonna do that thing you know yeah. so but I, I like I also do know like from personal experience like I started off wanting to do like one match and then I did the one match and then I was like now I want to do a good match <laughs> and I'm still working <laughs> on it <laughs> hey, me and you both like I want to do that one good match too yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah no uh I, I have seen another thing like that we we kind of just talked about is uh with your brand and whatnot um is uh i mentioned earlier that i've noticed you on twitter and even colton was telling me that uh you you your joe king uh persona was kind of developed for twitter can you talk a little bit about that um uh well so hmm, okay i'm that's a little bit interesting for me um I'm not too when I first came out with Joe King, um, this was right before the pandemic happened. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, start up my own social. And I'm going to promote this thing. And, and then the pandemic happened. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really have any content because like, I'm brand new to this, right? Like um, I was brand new to the burlesque scene. I was brand new to the wrestling scene. So I didn't really have videos. I didn't have pictures of myself. So it's like, how do I continue this the social media when I have no content. Um, so, and this was with my Instagram. Um, so what I did is I kind of changed it. I, I took a little bit of a pivot and I turned it to Joe King memes and I just like put out 10 daily memes. And then I, on my stories, I just did these like 15 second videos, uh, of like funny things. And then myself, I started learning, um, how to do uh, transitions and stuff with like, you know, you know, where you like don't have a mustache and then you do have a mustache. And, you know, so I started having fun with this and I was doing that throughout the whole pandemic, which is kind of like finding out who Joe King was as well, you know, cause this was a brand new character for myself at this time. Um, not necessarily like the wrestler aspect is kind of like who I was as mm-hmm. a performer because, you know, um, I feel like I, I have a, 
a, a range of of who my character is you know like when you see me joking the referee i'm a much more um stern kind of person where no you know you, you know if you break the rules the rules are going to break you you know kind of a thing but then like uh like i was saying before my my wife she's um um, a burlesque performer and producer so she puts on a lot of big shows i like the rio theater in vancouver where there's you know it seats over 400 people and she gets me to kind of like do a little bit of stagehand work and stuff like that right so it's a lot more i get to kind of play around with with the funner side of of the character as well so um so during that whole pandemic that first year of the pandemic was just me kind of like figuring out who joe king was and playing around and having fun with the name right because you know joe king it sounds like joe king and you know um and then as the pandemic opened up and as it was more clear of of you know i was able to sit down with steve and you know because at the end of 2020 i didn't really like where i was my my like my physicalness of where i was and i really started cutting out like things in my life and i really took working out really really seriously and i and i went to really change who i was and what i look like and you know um there's a lot of times like in WrestleCore, the matches are anywhere between eight to 12 minutes. Right. So if I can't do cardio for 12 minutes, there's a problem. Right. And so like, you, you kind of got to take care of these things as a referee. So I really started kind of like working on myself like that. So then at Halloween, Steve really kind of saw the, the, the physical change that I had, that I had done with, with my body. And he wanted to take me on and do WrestleCore and, and really shine and put the spotlight on, on myself. Um, so at that point I was able to kind of like have more of an idea of where I was going at the, at, at when we opened up and stuff like that. So I was really able to kind of like change my character work a little bit, you know, narrow it down, really start on my Twitter game, um, and, and doing stuff like that. And so that when, yeah, when, when I was able to introduce joking referee to, to, to the world, um, I tried to have as much of my socials and everything kind of ready to go and ready to take on those those tasks so solid uh like uh when you buckled down on your uh physical fitness and your diet and whatnot like did you, any of the guys like the the wrestlers and stuff help you out with that did they give you advice or uh any pointers or anything like that yeah um so so this was like right in the middle of the pandemic where everyone was kind of like huddling around and stuff like that um so like uh, I talk about Steve or Cobra Kai a lot. Like that guy's really been a mentor to me. And like any, I question anything that I have, I always like really run it past him. Um, so, so he's, he was the one that really kind of helped me out. Um, I read a book dur during the pandemic. It was called Atomic Habits. And it, it, that book really changed how I looked at things, you know, and it was really like breaking things down to like the smallest thing right um you know so so at this time like i just knew that i needed to get in shape and i knew like i knew where i needed to go and i knew what i wanted and i knew that i had a certain amount of time to get ready for this particular thing so because like as soon as the pandemic opened i wanted to be ready you know and and be ready to be in that ring and be ring ready and stuff like that because you know back in 2019 2020 i was in shape and I could do those things and I saw myself kind of like come out of shape and you know so it was like force myself to get into those things so 
So kind of like going back to like just even reading that book of Atomic Habits, it was just like, hey, what are some small things that I can kind of adjust and take out, right? And one of them was like, stop ordering pizzas, right? So I stopped ordering pizza, you know, and then it was kind of like, go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And, you know, um, if you don't want to go to the gym, then just put your shoes on at least or just go to, like, I'm lucky I have a gym in my building. And it's just like, go, go to the gym and at least stretch then if you don't want to work out. And by the time you get there, you want to do a little bit more and you want to do a little bit more. And I was just like really strict of, of these small little changes that I made to kind of like make sure that I was ready. Um, so like, I'm, I'm always trying to take advice. I'm always trying to, you know, like that one thing where we're like that burpee where you go down and you do a burpee and then you jump three times and you do three pushups. So why didn't you jump up? Like that advice has just like completely changed my game altogether. Right? Like I was doing burpees as much as I can. I was doing squats. I was doing everything that I could. And then I started doing that exercise and I immediately changed in the ring, you know? And I think that's, that's one thing as well that, you know, when you hear like, oh, ring ready, you know, like you'll see that on WWE is like, oh, he's been off for a while. Is he ring ready and stuff like that? Right. You're like, what does that truly mean? Right. And I think, mm. you know, um, you can sit there and you can lift weights and you can look as good as you can and you can hit your cardio and you can be as good as your cardio. But as soon as you hit those ropes, that is a whole new world, brother. And yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's and very different. 100% different, right? And it's like, yeah, like just doing cartwheels and flips and stuff like that, right? It discombobulates you, right? You have to be ready to take on those things and, and prepare yourself so that when you do those, you know exactly where you are and that you are ring ready. So it's kind of like... Yeah, you know, you can get as ready as you can, but there's that ring ready that you need to have <laughs> going into anything because, yeah. I know, like, for myself, like, I started fairly late in the game. Like, I didn't actually become a wrestler till I was, like, 36 years old. And, uh, or maybe it was 34. Uh, anyway, I was in my 30s when I started becoming a wrestler because I just never thought it could. And then, like, somebody, like, I think it was a buddy of mine, like posted a thing about like mindset and it just kind of clicked with me. And I was like, okay, well, all I got to do is put in some effort here. So just, yeah, like you say, you break it down into small little things and eventually like you get better and better as, as you go along. Right. That's, that's the idea. Anyway, have you uh, had any struggles with uh, like injuries or anything like that? Um, luckily not in the ring. Um, nothing that would like take me out for, for a while or anything like that. Um, while I was training or like, uh, working out and stuff like that, just kind of like doing that at what I could, um, to get ready for the ring myself. Um, I came across a few injuries where I'd have to like readjust what my workout was or, or how I did my workout. Like, um, uh, my right leg, um, well, I, hurt my tendon in like behind my right knee and it just hurt so bad and I like it for like six months I was out and I couldn't really do the workout that I used to do so then I was at that point it was kind of like change my workout and you know keep working on this and kind of like nurse this at the same time and so but, but I've been really lucky like like you said like I got into this really late as well I am 42 right now I started training when I was 39 um yeah, I started training when I was 39. Uh, the first match that I did was in my 40s. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of like one of the things that I was that I'm concerned about as well. You know, like, can I keep up with 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 some of the people that are in the ring right now? And, you know, how do I do things safely so that I don't injure myself? You know, um, it kind of like also was like knowing the fundamentals. So, you know, to stay out of the way, <laughs> you yeah. know, learn how to take a bump, you know, like. 
you know, do things that, that you're comfortable with, you know, like if you don't know how to do something, tell them, Hey, I don't know how to do that. Let's work a different way of this bump or something like that. Right. Like that's so important to, to work with your strengths, you know? Yeah. One of the things I've heard is that like wrestling is like making music, but the, the thing is you get to choose your notes. So like, I, I mean, me, I obviously, uh, like I've, I've, got a torn uh, ACL in one of my knees mm. and it's it needs to be surgically repaired and whatnot so there's a few things that I just like I movements that I try to avoid just just because I know that that might set it off just mostly like jumping and landing on my feet mm. so typically I I try to avoid that sort of thing which is you know uh it it, it sucks because I'd like to be able to do those things but also like uh, I'm creative enough to, to work around it. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to fi find out if you, uh, had, had to deal with anything like that. And I'm sorry to hear about your knee. I'm, I'm glad that it's oh. men though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hundred percent back now. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. It was, but, but yeah, like, like you said, like kind of going into any match, you kind of, you know, hey, let's do this. No, I want to avoid that because of this. And, you know, because you want to, you know, it's, it's, you go out there and, you know, you be safe and you have fun. But the first thing you say is be safe, right? And, yeah. you know, if you're, if you have a torn ACL or, or whatever it is, like, avoid that. Like, you don't want to go out there and physically get hurt. You know, no. like, you have to protect yourself. And, you know, like, for a lot of this, this is a career for a lot of people and this is how they make their money. So you don't want to be doing stupid things in that ring, you know, like, no. you, you know, so it's hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I completely agree with that a hundred percent because, like, like I say, yeah, you 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 gotta like you get to choose your notes, which is because it's all about creativity, and I I think that sometimes limitations can increase your creative creativity. You know, oh for like, sure, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, we are uh, approaching the uh, the hour point here so i'm going to uh just uh ask people uh, where can people get a hold of you or uh like f find you on twitter if if they'd like to book you uh to to referee on their shows and stuff um wh where can people do that that's awesome um right now you can just go joe king referee uh, or at joe king referee you can find me on instagram and twitter with that handle um if you're not on instagram or twitter you can just go jokingreferee at gmail.com um and yeah those will be the three main ways that you can get a hold of me or like yeah just follow me on instagram and twitter and just kind of see what i'm up to and the 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 different things different shows that we're going on and doing it's a lot of fun awesome buddy when is your uh do you, your next uh uh big matches for the uh wrestlecore thing is the halloween event um yeah so november 4th uh we're doing horror on hastings which is kind of like the big show of wrestlecore it's kind of like where your nightmares come true it's it's an absolutely crazy spectacle um unfortunately i'm not able to make that show i'm really upset that i can't make that show but my cousin's getting married and that's very important to me family's always important um so unfortunately i will be missing that show um but i will be back next season with wrestlecore uh my next show is november 19th um i believe and that's with uh glam slam um now like i said pay attention to instagram and twitter because i am talking with a couple of promotions right now on a couple dates i don't really want to say any of those dates right now because 
you know, nothing's nothing ever for down. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to advertise things that are not locked down. Exactly. Uh, but, but definitely if you're in Vancouver for November 4th, get tickets to Horon Hastings like that. That's going to be an amazing show with or without me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to go and check it out for sure. Um, I'd, I'd love to be on the show. It'd be, it'd be dope. Um, yeah, anyway, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, and like I say, I hope that when you do come to Calgary, that uh, maybe perhaps you'll get to referee one of my matches. That'd be that'd oh, be that would awesome. be awesome. That would be so cool. Yeah. I would, I would really enjoy that. Yeah, uh, so would I. Uh, I just, yeah. So I'm gonna just uh, say thank you a lot for joining me on the uh, show today, and uh, hopefully, uh, you'll get your name out there. You'll get more experience. You'll get to wrestle all over the place and 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 live the dream. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for for like opening up your you know your followers and let me have this hour to kind of chat and ramble on for a little bit. And you know, yeah, uh, thank you so much, man. I really that's appreciate that's it. that's the dream, bro. Like you that's what it. we do here. Yeah, just I'm I'm very much like uh, people may have noticed, but Monday Night Shaw is literally like I turn on the camera and we we chat for an hour about wrestling and i i don't usually uh do much research or anything because i figure i can ask you about those sort of things on the show and then people yeah. that don't know you can get to know you just like me so <laughs> exactly yeah i loved it this was, this was fun you know i didn't yeah. know where we were going to go today but i knew we were going to have fun getting there so yeah, you know thanks, right thanks for opening that up and having that channel that we can do that with on Thank you. And uh, uh, listeners, uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, next week or next uh, episode uh, in two weeks, uh, we're going to have uh, Colton G on here. So it should be good times. Actually, you know what? I, I was wrong about that. You're going to be right after Colton G because we're still going to we're going to record that interview today, but still put it in the spot that it was supposed to be in when it was recorded ab about a week ago. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and Colton G is an amazing referee. Like he's full of knowledge. I've asked him so many questions as well. So you guys are bound to have a great conversation. Yeah. We, we had a, we had a pretty good one there uh, uh, the last time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the re-recording. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to listening to it. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank awesome, you buddy. very much, and uh, I will talk to you later. All right, cool, man. Talk to you soon.